0: Many SUVs are getting so that they ride and handle like a passenger car, but they can, but can they look like a passenger wagon or even a sporty sedan? Now, Ms. Mercedes have released their new version of the GLC medium-size SUV, which also comes in a coupe version. Now, the basic SUV has some looks of a grown-up station wagon rather than a boxy SUV, but it is the coupe with its fastback rear design that really tries to be sporty in looks, not just in performance. It's not alone in the market. BMW has the X3 in standard SUV form and the swooping tail of the X4 Coupé SUV. Now Matt and I have had a drive of both the sedan and the Coupé for the Mercedes GLC. Let's give him a ring and see what he thinks about the vehicles.
1: Hey, David, how are you
0: doing? Good. You've been swooning around the suburbs in the Mercedes, a medium-sized SUV. Did you feel stylish or
1: cumbersome? Uh, I certainly think the outside is a it's a stylish vehicle. Uh, I think a lot of people uh, like the look of it. Not the fastback, the the uh, the standard version. Is that the right way you'd call it, or what would you the call wagon. the wagon. fastback version? The wagon. Yeah, I think the wagon. It's got some really nice aggressive looks to it. Uh, and, and various features like sort of the, the side rails and things that just make it uh, quite a nice-looking car, and uh, I think that turned some heads. I'm not at all a fan of the Fastback.
0: Aren't you?
1: No, I think it just looks like you're trying to do two things at once and neither of them
0: particularly well. Yeah, it's trying to move in the direction of looking like a car. It, when we sorry, – sorry, when I was young – you had a sedan and then you just put the slopey bit on the back and called it a fastback. That has transitioned, I think, into the hatchback. But uh, that was the way of trying to look like a very sporty car. But I think in some ways it looked a little bit contrived. It looked like you'd join the dots on the back in a swooping way, but without necessarily being elegant.
1: Seems like just a, a, a way to get noticed through something a little bit different. Uh, as opposed to any sort of practicality.
0: I took a few pictures of the Mercedes GLC besides some other SUVs on the school run, for example, and well, I think we've come a long way. Certainly from the front, it looks lower, wider, much less boxy, and so it looks more sedan-like, but uh, from the back, it's an acquired taste. I, I actually prefer it to the BMW. I think the BMW from the front looks a bit... Like it's trying to get the common BMW look, which I don't think is particularly stylish or elegant. Uh, I've got to say, it's not as good a looker as the Jaguar F-Pace we had the other day.
1: No, I think that's a fair comment. Uh, what what do you think of the interior?
0: Uh, now, the interior, well, well, the first thing is it's a bit hard to get used to driving, isn't it, with uh, being typically Mercedes in its sort of approach. But it is tries to be very modern in the interior. I feel, I, I thought gaudy was a better word. <laughs> it has bright sort of metal fascia things about it. It's certainly not your old-style wood panelling by any means that you might have got from a 1960s Jaguar. But it's, I think a few friends of yours found it a bit strong as well, didn't they?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think most people were impressed from the outside and then got in and it just seemed like it was trying too hard is probably the best way to describe
0: it. Very functional. You would liked the traditional Mercedes seat controls, electric seat controls on the doors, just near your right hand, just near where you would have the lever to open the door.
1: I think it's a very practical side of me, it just uh, having it there and having it shaped like the seat uh, removes any confusion, um, as opposed to these various buttons that you have to test to try and figure out what they mean. I think it's a really nice uh, nice way to actually execute that.
0: The room in the back with the fastback, the Mercedes claims it doesn't compromise too much of the space. For example, with the seats up, the, the wagon has 550 litres of space. That's a bit more than a Commodore. Uh, but with the slopey back, it loses about 10% and hat goes down to 500. But it's almost psychological, isn't it? And, of course, Big Colin, uh, Tall Colin, I didn't mean that in any derogatory sense, Tall Colin got in the back and uh, felt that he was a little constrained, even getting in the front. If you want to sit up high and look through the window with a lot of space, that does tend to mean that you're climbing in and you, you do tend, even Gail, Tended to hit a head getting into the passenger seat.
1: Yeah, which is just you know you're you're, you're paying for fashion. Yeah, and uh, particularly like you know when you talk about you know losing ten percent of the boot space or whatever, it doesn't seem like much. But I was just thinking when I put my dogs in there or something like that, they just don't have that headroom. It's kind of practical space uh, or wagon shape. And uh, I, I just don't think the payoff's there for me in the looks.
0: We should point out we didn't actually put the dogs in the Tesco. But if you were to put <laughs> no, the dogs no, in the Tesco, no, if, I to, if, if I was to buy that sort of a vehicle, yes, we were being hypothetical for it, in putting them in there. Uh, it, it's not uh, necessarily huge in power at the moment, although more sporty versions will come. The wagon, and by the way, they call the coupe and not an suv if you look up the mercedes website you get the suv wagon or the coupe they don't call it an suv now the engine's 2.1 liter entry level diesel it has about 125 kilowatts of power you can get a bigger d di- well not a bigger engine diesel but a little bit more technology in it uh, from the turbo charging 150 kilowatts of power And it gets about 5.8 litres per 100. You can get a petrol one which is a diesel, 2-litre turbo, which is about 7.4 litres per 100, but a bit more horsepower than the top-of-the-range diesel at 155. But as I say, they will get a V8. I think the Jaguar models and some of the BMWs at the moment might have more powerful options. So how did you find driving it? Kind
1: of neither here nor there. I normally uh, have a pretty strong opinion about things, it's just uh, maybe that's an opinion in itself, the fact that I didn't really... Have much to say about it. It did what it was supposed to, and if it didn't didn't wow me in any way and didn't disappoint me, it kind of was uh, pretty functional.
0: We had the base model engine, the diesel. Plus, then later with a coupe, we had the slightly more powerful diesel. I've got to say that I thought it uh, drove uh, smoothly and elegantly. I found it a little bit nicer to drive or easier to drive, more more comfortable and more in that style to drive than the f-pace although the f-pace might have a more powerful engines if in some options so i found it was a little bit more of that feeling of quiet comfort about it i think that's the only thing the coupe i believe misses out on things like the interfaces of apple carplay and android auto i'm not sure whether that's Mercedes still trying to be a little bit different, but I actually strive for consistency in, in that regard, and I much prefer the controls I know rather than the controls that each individual car company chooses to give me.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I think it comes back to my point about it being quite overdone. It seems like when you're charging a premium and you're trying to be a luxury car company, you have to do something a little bit different. and that seems to come across in some of the controls and, and things which, uh, to me, rather than actually make me feel like I've got something special, it just makes me feel like I've got something a bit confusing.
0: Yes, you may grow into it a little bit. The GLC wagon, the base model wagon, it's recommended retail price is about $66,000. Get it on the road, say in New South Wales, about 72350 or so, maybe a little different on various states. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, finally the driveaway price. The driveaway price for the slightly better diesel engine is about. 77 and and the top of the range 43 is listed at 111,000 350 drive away to get it on the road but you pay on the road about 12 grand more for the coupe but the coupe does have the amg package main things is 20 inch wheels a little bit more sexy sorts of stuff plus a certain uh, variable suspension but not much more than that that is a lot to pay for A different shape.
1: It's marketing at its best, isn't it? The ability to be able to charge something for not a lot of difference. In my opinion, you actually lose because you're losing that practical
0: space. I've got to say, and again, if you look at the photos, the difference between modern SUV-derived figures is enormous compared to the old boxy ones that you've got there. So we are pushing towards more car-like in their approach. You compromise some of your functionality when you do that. Matt, lovely to talk to you, mate. Uh, Good to catch up. I'll see you soon. Thanks, Dave.